everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I am here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. And today we are wrapping up the top stories of 2019. I should mention we're live on LinkedIn and YouTube. So if you have any questions about the stories that we're going to cover, or if you have a story, a big tech story that you thought was the biggest story of 2019, let us know. I'd love to hear your feedback because I kind of have an idea of what my top stories are. Mm -hmm. But we'll touch on it as we go along. And these are compiled from the five brands that we mostly cover on um, IDG's Tech Talk YouTube channel, which are InfoWorld, Computer World, CSO, CIO, and Network, Network World. World. I named Bingo. them all. Good. You got it. <laughs> I knew you could do that. And so let's start off. We have a list here. I think we're going to start off maybe just from the bottom of our list, yeah, but this is in no particular order. Right. These, these were put together, uh, Michelle. Thank you for compiling these to look at the welcome. top stories, the five top stories more or less from each of the brands. So we've got 25 stories. We're not going to go through all of them because otherwise we'd be here until 2020. Um, yeah. But, you know, the ones that we wanted to call out a little bit is, as big deals in technology this year. Absolutely. So I'm going to start off here. This is actually a story. So CSO's Jam Porup wrote this story. He broke the story about Boeing's poor in information security. I actually did a tech talk with him that's on our YouTube channel. It was very interesting. There was the moral of the story is that Boeing as the title suggests has a very poor information security yes. problem. And he was in contact with um, a whistleblower with sort of within with the organization with inside knowledge of this. It was very interesting. Um, and I think it also sp sparks a larger conversation about how national security is related to these to um, Boeing, which obviously, as we know, they've had some trouble with their jets. And this was just sort of another layer of a security issue for them. It was a really interesting chat. JM is super, super knowledgeable about it. So I highly recommend checking out that episode of Tech Talk. Not only that, I also highly recommend reading the story, which is so on the CSO site, because there's a lot of detail. Uh, and it's interesting how you know some of the problems that came up with Boeing are so often echoed at other companies. I mean, security is such an ongoing issue. Mm -hmm. But you would think that somebody, a company as large as Boeing would, would have it's stuffed together yeah. better than it better than it did. Yeah, it's not like they're the only they're the only company no. with this problem. Right, but they were certainly in the news this year. Uh, I wanted to highlight one. This is one that we've covered a lot on Computer World, mm -hmm. and it's about uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, I love talking about cryptocurrency. And that, yeah, you know, we'll have to go back and see if that's the biggest story of the year ever. But uh, uh, you know, Lucas Mirian has been doing a lot of uh, uh, stories on this, and 2019 was certainly a year because you've got so many companies. J.P. Morgan, uh, yeah. Facebook is trying to come up with its own cryptocurrency. Uh, Wells Fargo's getting involved, mm -hmm. uh, and even Apple made some noises about it. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, cryptocurrency really does cryptocurrency and digital wallets uh, really do have the the possibility of disrupting the financial services industry. Absolutely, because they, you know, the the, the whole thing of of, of having a uh, blockchain-based cryptocurrency means you can cut out the middleman. Yeah. And, and you know, and it also extends financial services into areas where uh, there aren't banks, so like third world countries, uh, you know, and also to populations that may not have ready access to mm -hmm. checking accounts as we think of them. Um, so I would just recommend that uh, if, you, if you're interested in cryptocurrency, please take a look at the stories that uh, Lucas has done for Computer World. It's a big story, and I guarantee you it's going to continue to be a big story in 2020. I was just about to say, I'm interested to see how this, the cryptocurrency story takes us or evolves in 2020, because that's allegedly when Libra is supposed to roll out from mm -hmm. Facebook. I kind of wonder if it's actually going to happen in 2020, if 
and certainly not in the earlier part of 2020, perhaps in the later part. But. Maybe by, by, by the end of the year. But, you know, Facebook has run into some headwinds there because there's a lot of issues around government regulation because exactly. government regulators aren't quite sure how to handle mm-hmm. these things. It's such a new thing. Yeah. And once again, we've, we've got a situation where technology is sort of racing ahead of where the rest of the world is, including the government's need to regulate these things. Uh, and so that's caused some of the uh, partners that Facebook had initially touted to uh, to sort of back off. You know, yeah. they haven't backed away completely, all of them, but a lot of them are sort of saying like, well, you know, let's see how this works out. Yeah, it's, it's risky biz, yeah. but it's also, it's exciting to think about the possibilities, especially, I mean, for you and I, if we're in a, a country or an area that has access readily, readily available banking access, it's interesting and it's cool, but something like Libra wouldn't maybe change our lives too much, but when it really comes into affecting people who don't have bank accounts or tr- traditional bank accounts as we think of them, it's a, a huge, really huge chance to change a, for a lot of things. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe then we could go into scrolling up our list here a bit. We could go into some of the new Apple releases. I know, of course. It's always a big year for you when there's a new Apple release. We so every, every year is a big year. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> it is a new year. But, I mean, well, you know, the, the Mac Pro just came out, which is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, the yeah. new Mac Pro. I know everybody's making fun about the design and the uh, cheese grater and how expensive it is and uh, the fact that you have to, you know, if you want to buy the Apple monitor to go with it, you've yeah. got to get a $999 stand. Yeah, and like but, an expensive uh, cloth or something. Right. But, I mean, it has been a big year for Apple hardware. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only the Mac Pro, but, of course, you know, the iPhone 11 and uh, – um, you know, I'm sure that uh, the new MacBook Pro, which is the 16-inch model. In fact, I just picked one of those up because I had a three-year-old laptop that needed to be replaced. That's and, the new uh, one I'm getting. It's th- really yeah. Highly recommended. I'm excited. And it, again, it gets away from the old uh, keyboard that had run into so many problems and that Apple had really uh, been dinged for. I mean, basically, yeah. it you know, it's back to the future for keyboards when it comes to the uh, MacBook Pro. I'm looking forward to seeing that roll out across some of the other laptops. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a big year for Apple, and uh, I have a feeling that uh, next year may feel a little. Well, we'll see. I mean, when it comes to iPhones, next year is supposed to be the big year for 5G. Right, right, right. And right. everybody's assuming that Apple will have a 5G iPhone because by then the networks will be pretty much in place to at least begin to take advantage of it. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have a a sole 5G chip and not like the two chips that we see right now. Sometimes with in Android phones. Yeah, I you know to be honest with you, I don't know. It's it's that's so much in flux what Apple's doing with with 5G and processors. But it would I'm sure it would love to be able to come up with its own 5G yeah, uh, yeah. chip. But uh, for now, it's probably going to be doing the same thing that the other other phone manufacturers are doing. Yeah, I think it was also interesting, worth noting that as Apple and I mean, frankly, some a lot of phone makers are maybe sort of moving away from hardware as their main source of income it was such a big hardware year for apple yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and it's you know i mean obviously apple has also rolled out a lot of services you've got the apple tv plus things like that obviously apple is trying to you know and is doing a fairly good job of moving into services uh you know there's of course the apple card well we'll, let's revisit that one at the end yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) you know a lot of things so yeah it was a big year for apple and i think a fairly successful one oh definitely the uh uh, did you want to go next, or shall I? I've got Why don't you go next? Well, yeah. uh, this is something that comes up, and it, it comes up across the pubs, and it's the rise of, of automation, AI, and machine learning. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's the sort of thing where, um, uh, I mean, uh, my, you know, 
knowledge of machine learning and AI really sort of goes with my iPhone and mm -hmm. the fact that uh, you know it's this sort of predictive uh, artificial intelligence that knows what you're going to do, yep. studies your patterns, and then provides information and suggestions for you in real time based on what you've already done. And I think that's really cool. I think the, the productivity gains that I think companies are likely to see over the next few years, I mean, we're, we're even seeing this rolling out in things like collaboration software. Sure. You know, it can it can schedule meetings for yeah, you, or, exactly. you know, or predict what you're going to need to do or who you need to talk to. Uh, I, I think that, that that's just one area that I think uh, uh, AI machine learning is going to be taking off. Again, and that's going to be another one of those stories that in 2020, uh, you know, we're going to watch that evolve. Absolutely. And even just aside from a tr your traditional office setting, how it's going to affect collaboration, I think it's important to think about how it's going to affect a lot of industry. And I mean, you hear it a lot. And we talked about this actually earlier in the year with Keith Shaw from Robotics Business Review is talking about how AI and machine learning could affect robotics. And you sort of hear this scary... Uh, robots are going to take your jobs myth, which Keith said is, for the most part, a myth. Yes, for the most part. Um, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that evolves going forward and what sort of, what robots are capable of. I don't know how much more they'll be able to be capable of this time next year as they are capable of right now. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something to keep it, can keep an eye on. And I would really like to do more with robotics over on the IDG Tech Talk channel. So definitely be sure to stick around there. Definitely. You know, and I should make one more point. You know, we, we had uh, Sirdar on recently talking about some of this stuff. And I believe that was the interview that we did. And in terms of artificial intelligence, you know, everybody sort of assumes yeah. that within 20 or 30 years, artificial intelligence will be able to surpass human intelligence. And what, what became very clear from the conversation was that, uh, no. That, you know, human intelligence and the way humans think is is so it's almost impossible at this point. It is impossible to to duplicate. So AI will be an assistive assistive thing, but not something that's going to take over the world. Yes. Sorry, Skynet. Not yet. So not not yet. <laughs> All right. Going back to our list over here. There's so much here that we've covered. We don't cover as much on video, but is still very much well covered on the sites. And a lot has to do with um, we have. There's one article here about programming languages, and that's from InfoWorld. InfoWorld covers a lot, and this is just sort of a teaser. Next year, we're going to probably be doing more videos about coding, um, intro to coding. So, stay tuned for that. Python. You know it's interesting, too. Uh, I was just scrolling around for the... Uh, there's another InfoWorld story. I have to mention it because it's so wild. It's the uh, uh, 10 software development cults to join. That's an actual story yeah. in InfoWorld. It's really... I mean, if you're into develop, you know, app dev or just development in yeah. general, uh, you might want to take a look at that. I, I don't expect to be joining a development cult in 2020, but uh, apparently that's a thing. I certainly won't, but you could. It's out there. there it is out there. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention too, uh, and we've, and this is again something we have covered at Computer World, is uh, the changes that uh, Microsoft has been bringing to Windows 10. You know, there was sure. a lot of discussion. Yeah, uh, you guys have been doing a ton of that. Yeah, Greg Kaiser, uh, Woody, uh, you know, uh, Preston Growler, who we have on uh, regularly to answer Windows 10 questions. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that's really emerged this year is the fact that Microsoft is sort of going, getting away from the two serious upgrades a year cadence so that you know it used to be a couple of years ago you'd get an update in the spring you'd mm -hmm. get another big update in the fall and they you know back and forth and gradually microsoft has sort of moved away from that and this year the the 
fall Windows 10 1909 upgrade was really nothing more than just, you know, the earlier upgrade with a few tweaks and some changes, but very minor stuff. Mm -hmm. And that looks like that's going to be, that's our prediction anyway, uh, the way Microsoft does this going forward. So that you'll get a big update, a feature update in the spring, March, April, May, depending on whenever they get it out the door. Sure. And then you, you know, would have a, a you know, a different well, a slightly different update in the fall, which would really not change anything, you know. And I, I think it's interesting that Microsoft has sort of seen that that's what their customers want. It's what businesses want. Uh, mm -hmm. They've extended the uh, uh, support timelines for some of these versions. And it's just interesting to see Microsoft sort of evolve in real time based on how Windows 10 has, you know, either been used and updated or not over the yeah. last few years. And big news for 2020, right, is that ending Windows 7 support. January 14th, 2020, support ends. And, you know, if you're still on Windows 7, I mean, there are some options for getting extended support. Although we had a story this week in Computer World from Greg that uh, uh, as much as you might think you can get Windows 7 extended support, if you're a small company, uh, an SMB, you may not be able to find somebody to actually sell it to you. So it may technically be available, <laughs> but good luck getting it. So if you haven't moved to Windows 10, uh, you know, time's getting short. You might want to get moving. Yeah. That's and you guys have been doing, and that's something that's going to continue into the new year. Is you impress and answering yeah. viewer questions yeah, he'll be back about Windows 10 numerous times? Yep, he'll be back sometime in January. Yes, correct. I wish I remember the date off the top of my head. We'll let you know though. Um, moving on in our list, this is actually something I would like to talk about, and this is something I don't even I believe it's on our list that we've talked about a few times now with Sharon Florentine were the changes to the H1B visa programs earlier this year, and it's. Sharon knows so much about H-1B visas, and it's, we've learned a lot from her, but those have been really, really big stories on CIO because a lot of the H-1B, a lot of IT companies are applying for H-1B visas, and when those changes rolled out in April, it was probably quite confusing. Yeah, it is confusing, and but it is a, it's a it's a perennial issue for the IT industry, yeah. uh, especially if, you know, depending on how talent is attracted to companies mm -hmm. and, you know, there's always the debate that that companies are hiring uh H1B visa holders because they can basically displace US workers and they can pay the the visa holders uh less pay. Right. Um it's interesting though because in in the current climate in the US, the idea that, you know, this this process could be streamlined, I think the concern too is that it's going to make it harder for some for some you know visa holders either to keep the visa or to get one in the first place uh always Absolutely. a top issue in, in in it and clearly going to be an issue in 2020 as well i mean anecdotally in my own life i know uh, people acquaintances friends that have applied for h1b visas and have been denied and have now moved outside of the u.s so the changes were quite big this year one thing I want to point out, too, that uh, this is a network world story, and mm -hmm. I don't have the, the technical chops to really get into it, but there's been so much discussion around Wi-Fi 6. Mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, and, and, you know, what it does for you, um, you know, how it works. Uh, you know, there was a, a story that they had about how, how big Cisco is on Wi-Fi 6. And, uh, you know, I expect we're going to see more of, the, of that type um, uh, technology evolution Sure. in 2020 as well. Mm -hmm. I just thought we should call that out. And something else that I'd like to call out the network world's realm is 5G, which I feel like a little bit 
in 2019 um, over on the Tech Talk YouTube channel. I was talking about it a lot. I was talking about it a lot with Mike Simon mm-hmm. from Macworld PC World. And we sort of made 2019 the year of everyone's talking about 5G, but it hasn't happened yet. And 2020, looking forward, is supposed to be, like you said earlier, the year of 5G. So that's something that we'll absolutely be keeping an eye on in the new year because hopefully more cities will have larger rollout um, and we'll get more phones that are actually 5G enabled as opposed to, yeah, this phone's 5G enabled, but you can't use the networks anywhere because they're in very few select cities in very specific spots. Well, and, and the thing about it is, too, I think there's a lot of people that don't understand the technology or what it's supposed to do. And also, you know, the networking companies are trying to make it the best thing since sliced bread. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it has the potential to be revolutionary, but uh, because it, you know, allows for smart networks yeah. and uh, can give you amazing download and upload speeds. Mm-hmm. you know to your mobile device yeah. but a lot of that's going to depend on where you are where the network is which kind of network it is and mm-hmm. uh, so 5g phones may be arriving this year from apple 5g networking will be arriving in the u.s this year but in terms of the whole ecosystem working working well together i think we're probably still a few years out yeah it's it's going to be far from seamless for a little bit typical uh, i can and, chime in on that I'm oh, go. yeah well most of the 5g imp- implementations right now are private because mm-hmm. they don't they don't have the breadth yet. So what what they're doing, companies are doing their own private ones. So especially if they have IoT gotcha. going on in their companies. I've seen that actually and especially I read something it probably was on Network World about um like warehouses, like manufacturing yeah. warehouses that they have all of these IoT sensors so they've implemented 5G within the pretty much within the confines of the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. IoT is also, uh, you know, one of these things that's been sort of evolving slowly mm-hmm. over the last few years. And you can sort of see where with the advent of 5G networks and IoT yep. and the advent of machine learning and IoT, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there there are a lot of ways that the Internet of Things is going to continue to glue together, uh, you know, parts of the world or parts of manufacturing and business that have have not been connected and yeah. it's also going to uh, going to see a data analytics explosion because all of these things <laughs> generating data that yeah. needs to be analyzed so you know what your company's doing so you can figure out how to make more money mm-hmm. uh again iot will be a big thing in 2020 and and beyond oh my gosh yeah and same with 5g i feel like i've been talking about less so in the latter half of the year but um iot quite a bit with john gold from network world so i'm sure we'll um be talking to him over on youtube in 2020 just because there's so much always well, going and especially on. they haven't approved the standard yet yeah 5g so that still needs to be finalized yeah. 2020 big year for Network World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Network yeah. World topics. Time for me to talk about Apple Card? It's, it's yeah. time. You have yeah. more it's time. We... Okay. I don't think so. All right. Apple Card. <laughs> yes. That's my Apple Card. Card drop. Um, you know, that was it, the Apple Card arrival this year. It's it's not necessarily an enterprise story per se, but it, it's another example of how tech companies are moving into financial services. And, you know, I. I I, I think that's going to be a big story going forward. Mm-hmm. Tech companies want to lock you into their ecosystem, and now they can lock you into not only the services and the hardware that you use, but how you buy them. Yep. And how you pay them off, and can get a, a you know uh, get into the uh, uh, interest earning business. Uh, I, I like Apple Card. I've used it mm-hmm. a few times. Apple's made it very attractive to uh, to buy things from Apple, which is of course the point. Yeah. You know they've got the what six percent cash back right now if you yeah, buy something through the holidays. Yeah. Through the holidays. But it's it's it, the the um, 
the way Apple has put the card itself, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever actually used the card. It's all it's all digital. It's like a digital wallet mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, but the way you can track what you're doing, what's going out, payments make things very easily uh, easy. Um, it, it really is a very uh, customer friendly way of doing it. Yeah, the I have not gotten an Apple card yet, but I do have an iPhone that I actually just started using Apple Pay on. And it, first of all, the first time that I ever was somewhere and I didn't have my wallet physically on me and I was about to pay for something. I was like, oh my God, I don't have my wallet. And then I asked because they were just, it's just one of the local businesses around my house. And I was like, oh, do you guys have like a contactless or could, do you accept Apple Pay? And they were like, oh yeah, we do because now Square you can do readers. that with the watch too, right? Mm-hmm. I think I can. I've yeah. never paid with my watch, yeah. but I had my phone. I was just trying to buy my ice cream. Because I got a craving <laughs> while I was walking by on my way home. Apple from Pay saves the day. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I for- I didn't bring my wallet. I wasn't bringing my wallet to yoga. But um, it was so helpful. And I'm actually considering, I'm trying to, to sort of look at my options when it comes to sort of a cash back credit card. Mm-hmm. And it, the Apple card is very appealing. It is appealing. It's I've never had a cash back credit card, to be honest with you. And really? the nice No, I haven't. And the nice thing about it is when you when you buy things, I like I say, I did just upgrade my laptop. Mm-hmm. And the cash back for that was a nice little chunk of change. It sits there. You can use it to pay off the bill. Oh, my God, we sound like an ad for Apple Pay. But, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm not that's not the point. It's just that, you know, Apple is doing this in a way that's going to make it uh, I think it's going to bring competition to the financial services industry from tech firms, and I think that's a big deal. Exactly. I'm going to be interested to see who goes next. Yeah. You know, I wonder if it'll be as the most, like the next sort of tech company to, that makes sense to do something like this would obviously be Google, Google. because they that's have, you, they can put it on their Pixel phones. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'd want to expand it to anything that uses an Android platform. That's for them to decide, but they already have Google Pay, right. um, and it could be interesting to see how that works out. And also, it's sort of a new competitive advantage when it comes to just their hardware. It's like, well, do you want the Google card? Or do you want the Apple card? Well, just in the in the way that the, in the old days, you know, you had the competition between Apple and Microsoft, and the uh, uh, you know the chip wars and things like that. I'm I'm hoping for like financial services wars from tech companies in the in the year ahead. Financial services wars, 2020. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's pretty much what I've got. I, you know, in terms of the number one story for the year, the biggest story. I feel thoughts? like g- going to. I think the things that I talked about the most this year on Tech Talk were definitely cryptocurrency and 5G. Mm-hmm. And those are, I think, the things that we get the most feedback about that seems like people are the most interested in. Obviously, 5G and cryptocurrency sort of have their tentacles in a lot of different topics. I know over on Tech Talk, I've been covering the Huawei band quite a bit, and that relates a lot to 5G because Huawei supplies 5G hardware. Um, but I'm going to say the two biggest stories of 2019 were the gradual rollout of 5G and the introduction of widespread cryptocurrency. It seems like it's more introducing topics and less hard rollout. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I would go with uh, 5G. I think the Mm -hmm. 5G rollout that's coming is probably the one story. You know, we've seen it coming in 2019, and Mm -hmm. I think for 2020, it's the one technology that's going to touch the most people at the same time. Exactly. And I think it's going to be the most obviously noticeable to everyone every enterprise every individual person is going to recognize the difference that 5g makes once 
whenever the day it comes okay. out. So is. 2020, the year of 5G, that's our prediction. We'll yes. have to come back in a year and see if we're right. Yeah. Or wrong. <laughs> Any, anything we should uh, check in from the comments, people? No, they're just some general things. Um, AI, analytics, big. Yep. They're big now. They'll yep. be get, get bigger. IoT, um, some gaming comments. People mm -hmm. are into gaming, but um, pretty much general trends that they're talking about. Yeah. They're sort of seeing this probably the same thing we're seeing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ken. Shall I do the outro, or you want to do the outro? Absolutely. Before we do the outro, I yeah. do want to say just to our our YouTube viewers, I mean, and our LinkedIn Live viewers, we are going to sort of be off for the holidays. So we hope everyone has a happy holiday. We won't be having any new tech talks in the meantime on YouTube or LinkedIn until 2020. But However, that, there's a real big body of work on the YouTube channel that you can take a look at. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, do some binge over. watching. Binge watching if you miss our holidays. voices. Exactly. <laughs> if you need to see us over the holidays. Um, and, and uh, you know, just programming note, uh, we'll be back in January. January 9th, in fact, I'm going to be here with Michael Simon taking a look at uh, uh, some 2020 predictions for Apple and iOS and mm -hmm. uh, what's coming. And then we've got several more episodes uh, with different topics through January. So check back uh, right after the first of the year. That's it. That's all I've got. Have a good holiday, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks yep. for watching us this year. Thanks for a great, yeah. Thanks for a great 2019. See ya. Bye.